As we've seen a number of times already, when a man dies without children, a zika is created between his wife, the Shemeris Yavam, also known as a zakuka, between her and the dead man's brother, the Yavam. And Midiraisa, this is a weak marital connection. However, Midiraisa, for certain things, we view it as strong as a marriage. And therefore, it's forbidden, just like it's forbidden to marry the sister or other relatives of one's wife, it is also forbidden to marry the sister of one's Zakuka, of one's Shemaris Yavam. Now, since it's only Midiraisa, if one did go ahead and did Kiddushin on the sister of his Zakuka, Kiddushin is the first stage of a marriage, when you acquire the woman, if he does do Kedushin on Achitzukukosoi, the sister of his Shemeris Yovam, then it is valid. And if you think about it, once that Kedushin does work, so now the Shemeris Yovam is considered to be an erva to him. The Shemeris Yovam is now the sister of his wife. And therefore, though it is forbidden Midjabonon to do Kedushin on Achitzukukosoi, if he does so, then he can no longer do Yibum on his actual Shemeris Yovam, and he won't do Chalitza either, because she is now an erva. Now this mission is going to show us that it's not so simple. Because although that is the case mid Eraisa, Midrabonon, since it is forbidden to marry Achisukukasai, we view the Achisukukasai just like we would view the sister of one's wife. And just like if one were to do Kedushin on his wife's sister, it wouldn't work at all. So too, Midrabonon, we view it as if the Kedushin did not work at all. And therefore, Midrabonon, we view it as if there is still a Zika between him and the Shemaris Yavam. Because we do not look at her as an Erva. So we have this strange situation whereby Midrabonon, the Kedushin on Achizku Kosai worked. And therefore, the Shemaris Yavam is now in Erva. And so she's exempt from Chalitza and Yibum. At least from this brother. On the other hand, Midrabonon, we view it as if the Kedushin did not work. And therefore, the Zika between the Yavam and the Shemaris Yavam still remains. And she would require Yibum or Chalitza from the brother. So begins the Mishnah, Shemeris Yovam, Shekidish Ochves Achisa. If the brother of a Yovam, so that means that there are at least two brothers, and one of the brothers does Kedushin on the sister of his Yovama. So again, Midiraisa, the marriage works, and he's allowed to continue living with her, because there is no longer a Zika. So it's no longer Achisukukasai, because the Shemeris Yovam is now an erva towards him. However, Midiraisa, he is not allowed to continue living with her. Mishum Omru. In the name of Rabbi Yudhubim Beseira, they said, we tell him, Hamtain, wait. Until your older brother, or your other brother, doesn't make a difference, until the other Yovam does an act, either of Yibum or Chalitza. And then, if indeed his brother did do Chalitza, or or he did Yibum, so once he has done that, then there is no Zika, even on a Midirabonon level. And at that point, the brother who did Kedushin on the sister of his Shemeris Yavam can now marry her fully and live with her. What happens if the Shemeris Yavam died? So again, that also means that there's no longer a Zika, and that even on a Midrabonon level, the woman who he did Kedushin on is no longer Achisukukasai. And therefore, Yechonis he can bring his wife into his house and marry her fully. However, Mesi Yovam, if the other Yovam, his brother, dies, so now the only brother who is able to perform Yivimu Chalitza on this Shemais Yovam is him. And so although Mede Ereisa, she is an erva towards him, and therefore Mede Ereisa, she is now totally exempt, and she is free to marry somebody else, Midra Bonon, we view it as if there is still a Zika there. And so Yotis Ishtoi beget, he needs to divorce his wife with a get, and this is in order to fulfill what there is Midoraisa, because Midoraisa, there is a marriage over here. So he does need to give a get to fulfill the Midoraisa, and then Midoraisa, he 
He has to do chalitza with his brother's wife, with the Shemaris Yavam, to fulfill the requirement midrabonon. This is a fascinating Mishnah to see how the framework of Durabonon and Deiraisa come together. Mishnah Yud, Hayavama letachlitz v'letis yabim. Hayavama, Shemaris Yavam, may not perform chalitza or yibum ad sheyeshla shleisha chadashim until she waits at least three months. The reason being that we need to wait and see if she is pregnant. She certainly can't do yibum because we're not yet sure whether she will have a child, in which case there will not be an obligation of yibum. And as we know, when there's no obligation of yibum, it's forbidden to do yibum. So she can't do yibum, but why can't she do chalitza? The answer is because we learned at the beginning of this perek that the chalitza or yibum done with a pregnant woman, even if it ends up being that she does not give birth, for example, she miscarries, and therefore there is an obligation of yibum or chalitza, if the yibum or chalitza were performed whilst she was pregnant, then it is not valid, and she would need to receive it again once she miscarries. And therefore, in this case, where there is a possibility that she is pregnant, she cannot even do chalitza now, because then she might go ahead and marry somebody else, but in truth it will come out that she is pregnant, and therefore she still requires chalitza, because the original chalitza was not valid, so she is not yet free to marry somebody else. And because of that, she cannot do chalitza either, until she waits three months to see if she is indeed not pregnant. And the same applies to all other women, even if they are not a Shemeres Yavam. From when they separate from their first husbands, they may not get engaged. Erosin is the same as Kedushin. It's the first stage of marriage where the man gives her money or a document and he acquires her. That's the first stage of the marriage. So a woman cannot do that stage of Kedushin, and she cannot do Nisuin, which is the last stage of the marriage, the Chuppah and having relations together until they wait at least three months. And in this case, the reason is so that they know who is the father of the child, because it could be that she'll give birth seven months or so after she gets married, and we won't know whether it's a seven-month-old baby from the second husband, or perhaps a nine-month-old baby from the first husband. And the Mishnah says, This applies both to women who have never had relations before, and to women who have had relations. Even though, of course, there is no reason to suspect that a woman has become pregnant, it's impossible if she hasn't had relations before. Nevertheless, this is known as a loy plug, which is a rule that when the Chachome make a decree, they in general don't make exceptions. Even if there's a specific case where the reason for the decree won't apply, loy plug rabbonon. The Chachomim did not make the exception. Whether it be a woman who is divorced from her husband or widowed from her husband. Whether she was fully married to her husband or even if she was only after the stage of Kedushin, such that it is still forbidden for her to have had relations with her husband. And so once again, there is no reason to decree because she couldn't have been pregnant from him. Nevertheless, it's a low plug. We do not make the exception. So according to the Tanakama, it is not only forbidden to get married fully, to do the Nisuin within three months, but it is also forbidden to do the Kedushin. On the other hand, Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda says, Those who are married before, they can get engaged at least. They can't get married within three months, but they can do the first stage of Kedushin. And furthermore, says Rabbi Yehuda, Those women who are only engaged, so they weren't even allowed to have relations with their first husband, they can even get married fully within three months, because there is no reason that they would have become pregnant. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, we do not say low plug in this situation. However, there isn't what there is an exception to that. Except for a woman who was an Arusa, meaning she had gone through the stage of Kedushin with her husband in the area called Yehuda. There was a custom in the area called Yehuda 
that even after the stage of Kiddushin only, the man and woman would be alone together. In general, that is only permitted after Nisuin, but the custom in those in that place, Yehuda, was that even after the stage of Kiddushin, they would be alone together. And therefore, there is some reason to suspect that she is pregnant from him already. Because he feels comfortable with her. Alright, now a third opinion, Rabbi Yossi, Omer Rabbi Yossi says, Rabbi Yossi agrees with the first part of Rabbi Yehuda, all women are allowed to receive Kiddushin within three months of leaving her first husband, as long as she does not go through the full stage of Nisuin. Chutzman HaMono, except for a widow, for a totally different reason, because of mourning. Part of the way that she needs to mourn over her husband's death and to respect him is not to go and get married to somebody else straight away. And therefore, within the first 30 days, not the first three months, within the first 30 days, she may not get engaged to another man. Mishnah Aleph, three different parts to this Mishnah, each teaching a different law. Firstly, number one, Arba Achen, if there are four brothers, Nesu and Arba Noshin, they are all married to four different women, and all four of the brothers die. It might be at the same time, it might be one after the other. The point is that the remaining brothers who are surviving now have four different Yivomais from four different husbands who have fallen to them to do Yivom or Chalitza. Now we're going to learn in the second part of this Mishnah that when it comes to lots of women who come from the same husband, let's say you've got just one one man who dies and he had three wives, so it's forbidden to do Yibam on more than one of the wives. There's only one Yibam or Chalitza per man who died. So in general, once you've done Yibam on one wife, it is forbidden to do anything else with the other wives and they can now go and marry somebody else. However, in this case, since each Shemaris Yovam fell from a different husband, Imrotza Goloshavahem Liyavam Eskulo, if the oldest Yovam wanted to do Yibum with all of the wives, all four of them, since they each come from a different husband, the permission is in his hand, and he may do so. Part 2. If there was one man who was married to two women, and then he died, if one of the women have relations, that's referring to Yibum, or if she does chalitza with a yavam, that exempts her tsara, the other wife who is married to that same man. And so her tsara is now free to marry somebody else without receiving neither yibum nor chalitza. And this is learnt from Pesukim, alright? And the third part of the Mishnah teaches that if one of the wives of that man was valid and permitted to marry a koyen, and one of the wives was invalid to marry a koyen, for example, if she, had, if she was a divorcee from a different husband, says the Mishnah, if the man was going to do chalitza, the yavam, then chalitza pasula, he should do chalitza to the woman who is already forbidden to marry a koyen. Because since chalitza invalidates the woman from marrying a koyen, it is better that he does the chalitza on a woman who is already forbidden to marry a koyen, in order not to close off that option for the woman who is still allowed to marry a koyen. Whereas Yabim, if he was going to do yibum, then we have Lakshira, then he can do yibum even to the woman who is still allowed to marry a koyen. She could do it with either woman because yibum does not invalidate her from marrying a koyen. It's specifically chalitza which does that, and therefore when it comes to chalitza, it is preferable that he should do chalitza with a woman who is already invalid to marry a koyen. Mishnayud base. The last two Mishnayas of this perech discuss a mamzer. A mamzer is a child who is born as a result of illegal relations, and we're going to see there are three different opinions as to what level of prohibition the relations need to be in order that the child be a mamzer. And we start off with the most strict opinion of Rabbi Akiva. According to Rabbi Akiva, any illegal relations 
even if it's only a prohibition, without a death penalty involved, or without chores, chores is a very severe punishment where one is, so to speak, cut off from Hashem, even if the prohibition does not carry a severe punishment like that, nevertheless the child will be a mamzer. For example, hamachzegru shosai, one who remarries his divorced wife. Now the truth is, if one divorces his wife, it's actually a mitzvah to remarry her. However, once she has married somebody else, and then let's say he divorces her or he dies, then it is a prohibition to remarry her. So if somebody does remarry her after she married somebody else, in between, and secondly, one who marries the woman on whom he performed chalitza, although up until now in the Maserta we have assumed that it is only forbidden Midurabonon to marry the woman on whom he performed chalitza, according to Rabbi Akiva, this is forbidden Midurayisa. The Torah, when talking about a man who performs chalitza, it says that he didn't build the house of his brother. He didn't uphold his brother's legacy. However, the way that the Torah says it is asher that he will not build the household of his brother. It says it in the future tense. And Rabbi Akiva learns from there that the Torah is saying that once he chose to do chalitza and to not build his brother's house and to continue his legacy, it is from that moment onwards forbidden to do so. Asher lo yivne, he will not build his brother's legacy. All right, and a third example, the Hanesei one who marries the relative of his chalutza, for example, the sister of his chalutza, and again, most are of the opinion that this is only midrabonon forbidden. However, according to Rabbi Akiva, this is forbidden midraisa. So firstly, Yotzi, he needs to divorce her. He cannot continue living with her in marriage. And according to Rabbi Akiva, he does not need to give her a get, because Rabbi Akiva views any prohibition involving marriage as so strict that the marriage doesn't even take hold. The kiddushin is invalid, and therefore she doesn't even require a get, she just needs to stop living with him. And secondly, the Havlad Mamzer, the child born from such relations, will be a Mamzer. The Rabbi Akiva, that is the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. However, the Chachomim and the Chachom say, Einavad Mamzer, the child is not a Mamzer. The Chachomim of the opinion, which will be spelled out in the next Mishnah, that a Mamzer is only a child born from relations which are forbidden and punishable by Kores. So for example, Arias, women who are forbidden to marry them due to them being related. So a child from there would be considered a mamzer. And like the Mishnah says now, that somebody who marries the relative of the woman who he, who he divorced, for example, the sister of the woman he divorced, in that case, the child would be a mamzer because that is an erva punishable by kores. And in such a case, the child is indeed a mamzer. And that opinion, as well as a third opinion, will be spelled out in the next Mishnah.